Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your hosts broadcasting live from Austin, Texas, hot Austin, Texas, really, really hot Austin, Texas. But you know the nice thing about it being so hot is it makes it so you're going to stay inside and you're going to get work done. Get some stuff done. Good day to work. That's right. Exactly. So it's a mindset thing, right? It's not that you're going outside and you're going to melt. It's that, hey, it's a perfect excuse to stay inside and help more agents build their businesses. So, Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's going to be a great show. This is the continuation of what we started last time. We're talking about strategies to stop taking things so personally and how to work through all of that both in your real estate practice and in daily life. So we're going to make it practical and tactical and continue where we left off. Glad you finally picked up on the practical and tactical thing. It's something I started two months ago, and you you were throwing it around now. now you are. Yep, I know you're throwing it. Mm-hmm. It takes you a little bit longer to kind of realize the brilliance of some of the things I say occasionally. Don't push it. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does... So, <laughs> you have so to guys, enjoy it. Yeah, I do. So I'm, that's exactly what I'm doing. So, guys, here's the thought for all of you. As you go through, um, you know, you go through your business, no matter what time of year it is, and you're trying, and sometimes you might feel a little overwhelmed. This is just a helpful tip. I just, I'll tell you what got me on this thought was I just responded to someone's email. It was a student, and they were basically had like three or four things just happen at once, and they weren't able to like slow themselves down enough to digest it to know what actions to take. It was just sort of a barrage of just you know seemingly negative stuff that happened in a short period of time. And so what I did is I sent him a replay, and you guys can listen to these replays too, of one of the radio shows we did. There's like 500, 600 radio show replays at Real Estate Coaching Radio, realestatecoachingradio.com, sorry. So I sent her a replay of the show we did on gratitude. And the thing about gratitude, guys, and this isn't really directly related to our topic today, but still, you know, I think it will help all of you, hopefully – is that um, when you're feeling gratitude, when you put your, play, you, your m- mental and emotional state uh, mindset in a place where you're actually sh- uh, feeling the gratitude of the things, all the gifts that God has given you in your life, when you're actually experiencing those, what it does is the stress and the ego emotion and all the negativity that might be feeling like you're being surrounded by, will it doesn't go away completely, but it becomes less important. So if you're at any point in your life, it doesn't just have to be some business thing. At any point in your life, if you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed, if you're feeling like you're a victim, anything like that, any of the little negative things, right, that society so, you know, adamantly reinforces, right? We all are being trained to feel like victims, that we're not good enough, that we're not tall enough, we're not skinny enough, we're not rich enough, we're not, you know, successful enough. And all these things are embellished when you watch the news and you re- you guys get the point. We're just, it's really difficult to have a have a really strong mental mindset. So stop yourself, slow down, and just do this. Just take a second right now and try this. I want you guys to think right now, and then we'll get to our first point. This is just a little mindset thing. Hopefully it will help some of you. If you're driving, you know, keep your eyes open. But if you're not, close your eyes, and I want you guys to think of just three things that you're, you know, th- that, you're, that you're gracious for. It's three things that you need to show gratitude for. And when you think of those things, and keep it real, make it personal, right? Your husband, your wife, your kid, your dog, your cat, 
your mom, your dad, whatever it is. Think about one person, one thing, something that you're truly, truly in gratitude of, uh, for. Feel the emotions that, that are associated with that thought. And just let those linger. You know, I mean, Julie and I can think about Zoe, our daughter. And when I think about Zoe, it doesn't matter what else is going on in my life, I promise you that changes my mindset. It makes me stronger. Same with you guys. Do it. Try it. Experiment experiment with it. And what that is, it's a life hack, in essence, that will allow you to put your mind back on track and let those stresses that you're experiencing right now that might be, you know, you might have allowed to dominate your life, those things will find themselves being put in the back seat and eventually being ushered off your, you know, ushered off your bus completely. That's how you go about having a positive mental uh, attitude, but you have to reinforce it. You have to reinforce it by practicing gratitude on a regular basis and then start sifting and sorting the sources of negative information, which, by the way, is basically everything and everywhere you look, um, is you know, not going to reinforce being in gratitude. So you're going to have to be proactive about it. So if you're like the, you know, the person that emailed me and you're feeling a little overwhelmed, that's one of the techniques you can use to sort of stabilize the emotions, get things back in check so you feel unbalanced. So then you can go back and you can solve those problems in such a way that you're you know, not reacting emotionally yourself, not reacting from an ego state yourself. And, uh, yeah, that works. So for that person that I was hopefully helping an email, there's your suggestion. And for all the rest of you, practice that as well. And remember, anytime you guys want to go back and listen to past real estate coaching radio shows, they are there awaiting for you, realestatecoachingradio.com. So, Julie, we are picking up where we left off yesterday, and these are 10 strategies for stop taking things so personally. You want to just jump right to point number uh, cinco? Yes, you got it. So here's the point. When someone is rude, disrespectful, or simply unkind to you, change your reaction to one of compassion for them. Sometimes that's pretty challenging, but I can guarantee you that's the best strategy. What must have happened to harden them to this point? And that could be something as simple as somebody being really direct in your voicemail, email, or text. It could be somebody cutting you off on the freeway. It could be somebody cutting in line, you know, when you're at the grocery store. It could be anything, really. But it's okay if your first reaction is is maybe, you know, having the hair on the back of your neck stand up in frustration. Remember, you can't always control that first reaction, but you can control of your thoughts that happen after that. And train yourself to think what must be going on in that person's life that they are acting this way. And then you'll soon find yourself having some compassion. Gosh, something awful must have happened this morning. Maybe, you know, they slept through their alarm clock. Maybe somebody just cut them off on the freeway, right? So we don't know what's going on with other people, but you've got to have some compassion so that you don't lose your own marbles and become one of them. (laughs) That's not a good solution. So when someone is rude, disrespectful, or unkind to you, change your reaction to having compassion for them. What happened to them? Doesn't that automatically alleviate some of that stress from you? It also is removing your ego, by the way. Okay, well, that's, so point number but that's, yes. But, Julie, that's really a good point, though, because what happens, guys, is when if you haven't been in a situation where, like, you know, some, most of you guys are you know seasoned veterans that listen to us, but a good portion of you are essentially new or newish in the business, three years or less. Chances are you haven't come from a career or don't have life experiences that will make it so that you're used to handling a lot of other people's emotions simultaneously. And that in itself means that you'll have two or three jerks that enter into your life, which is a perfect lineup for the next point. And those two or three jerks, because you don't have the mental and emotional uh, I don't know, fortitude yet, they can tear you down by just a couple voicemails or emails. 
So when you're feeling those emotions, like Julie said, one of the things that you should work towards, and I know this is not easy, but one of the things you should work towards is observing their behavior and then observing your initial reaction to how your body, your ego, by the way, wanted you to react. So take yourself to the point where somebody is, you know, being aggressive towards you, being an asshole towards you, flicking you off, cutting you off, what all those things that happen in life, right? And then you feel that immediate surge of energy, that immediate reaction. It's a fight-or-flight thing. So you immediately go to fight. Now, you're not going to throw your fists up. What you're going to do is your ego is going to react. You might say something. You might do something. You might write something if it's online. That's your ego's reaction. I challenge all of you that when you feel that immediate spike, that fight or flight, that immediate thing that boils up in all of us, that you don't react to it and you observe it. Ah, there you are. So you're in a situation where somebody does something. The old you would have said, yeah, I'm going to fight back. I'm going to say something. I'm going to do something. I'm going to flick you off back. I'm going to write a nasty comment. I'm going to do something. Observe that your your ego is wanting to for you to defend, for you to attack back. Just observe it. Just just look at it. You know, there it is. I see you, nasty little bastard. And then what I want you to do is say, I'm not going to react. I'm not going to do what I normally would have done. I'm not going to take the bait, Mr. Ego, the little monster inside of all of us, and I'm not going to react. And then what happens for that moment where you've chosen not to react, you have actually transcended your ego. And for that very moment, you're going to feel an incredible, I don't like using words like this because sometimes you guys will think we're spending too much time at the Esalon and Big Sur, but you will feel a little moment of awakening. You will, because you will have transcended, you'll move beyond your normal pre-programmed way of reacting to life. And then all of a sudden you start realizing that a lot of the stuff that you were getting stressed out about before, a lot of the feelings you've been carrying around maybe for decades were voluntary. You didn't need to feel that way. You didn't need to react that way. You didn't need to be a little ball of stress. You didn't need to actually be the person maybe you didn't really like being in the first place. You can change it. It all starts that little tiny moment, that aha moment, when you have that little experience of not reacting to your ego. Experience that, guys. I hope and pray all of you will experience that just any only once, because then you'll know what it feels like not to have to take the bait of your ego. Um, point number seven, Julie, or six? Six. six? six. Yes, this is a good one. Yes. Okay, so point number six, work to pre-qualify the crazy, combative, and critical from your life and your practice. You can only do this when you have enough lead flow, though. When you generate more business, you don't have to tolerate as much drama because you can say, hmm, not for me, going on to the next person I can help. Remember, the unmotivated are generally the toughest to work with in our business. If you don't know what their motivation is, or if you do and it's not great motivation, you're almost guaranteed to have a struggle throughout that relationship. And at some point, it does fall to you as the agent who is supposed to be pre-qualifying to take responsibility for what's happening in your own business and not just work with whoever might land in your email or your voicemail or you know, some kind of text system that you're doing. Okay, So work to pre-qualify the crazy, combative, and critical out of your life, my grandma would have said, wash them right out of your hair, some 70s commercial for hair shampoo or something. So work to pre-qualify. Wash them out of your hair. Say no to people who you know are going to be combative. And, again, you can't do that if they're your only three leads. Of course, you're going to be tempted to work with whatever's in front of you if you don't have an abundance of lead generation If you do not out. generate, you have to tolerate, right? That's, it's true, and I think probably everyone listening has felt that, has lived that. I remember in the beginning we did. 
you know, I I remember the first time we started pre-qualifying, we would hear crazy stuff like, you know, when you would ask where a down payment was coming from. And I remember one time we heard that it was coming from selling my grandma's piano. Well, so the next question is, does grandma know about that? Well, no, we haven't really talked about it yet. Okay, so that's not a real buyer. I remember, honest to God, you can't make this stuff up. Do you remember the the uh, first time buyer said he was selling his beer can collection? I remember Back when another one. Had beer can collections. I remember another one where the guy was in contract. It was our uh-huh. first year in the business, and we were not knowing how to pre-qualify. And mm-hmm. he then basically went in contract, and then he finally told the lender that his down payment was dependent on selling a rug in Iran. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. well, our fault for not pre-qualifying him. But <laughs> right, but, I know. But we didn't know at the time, and we were no. like, huh. Maybe we ought to ask next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. And so, you know, it's okay to make this one mistake one time, not again and again and again. So, yeah, but here's the other thing, Julie. There's a balance to that. So what some people will do is some people that don't have a very good skill set will do, and this is the reason you were talking about the pre-qualifying, is they'll say, oh, the person's an A-hole, I'm not going to work with them. But that yeah. one doesn't go in perfect alignment. They overdo with my it. View. You overdo it because you guys are trying to – essentially your skill set it does not allow you to uh, know what questions to ask. Like if you're not pre-qualifying, let's just be honest. You're not pre-qualifying because you don't want to find out that that lead is not really a lead. It's just a nice person on the other end of the phone. In other words, they have no qualification, and you know they don't. They're never going to sell their beer can collection. You get the point. So when you start asking tougher questions, use the scripts, coaching clients that we give you as part of the coaching program. Just use the scripts. All the questions are there and the right answers. Then you're going to discover that it really does come down to the fact that yeah, you might find somebody that you really like, you really click with, but they just are not in the position to buy, or maybe they're not truly motivated to sell, you've got to value your time. And, you know, I'm not saying, you know, kick them out the door, but you can not prioritize a client like that because that's what's going to lead to your burnout. If you've been showing a house to a buyer forever or working with a seller forever, I bet you you didn't pre-qualify them. And I bet you if you were to go back and pre-qualify them now, it's not too late, by the way, you'll find out that seller is never going to sell. Don't need to sell it. Don't care if I sell it. I'll just rent it down. I'll burn it down. I'll leave it. Well, not unless they get their price. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, and so that, but that also is another big point, right? Sometimes you guys will hear that. You'll hear some of these, uh, I call them black holes of conversation, where maybe you'll start to pre-qualify, and the seller will say, "Well, I'll only sell if I get my price." So then you immediately want to kick him to the curb. Make sure you ask. That's interesting. What price do you have in mind? What if it's completely reasonable? but they just wanted right. to be attached to them pricing it. You've got to dig deeper. And, you know, we've had coaching clients tell us why they like our coaches better is that we dig deeper in finding out what's going on with you guys, right? So do that with your own clients, your own prospects, dig deeper. It, you know, some of you will will not go to a listing appointment if the seller doesn't pick up the phone when you try to confirm it. So you've just pre-qualified, oh, they weren't serious. Well, you don't know a thing about it. Maybe they're just running late in traffic. So dig deeper. Show up anyway. Okay? And then you can find out the facts. Go ahead. Just use the scripts, guys. When it comes to working with sellers, it all comes – it all comes down to basically, you know, does the seller want to sell or have to sell? Once you've got that down you're, and you get the truth out of the seller, you know what? That's all the information you really need. It is. And so you've pre-qualified that person to know that you need to carry that ball further down the field. So listen, if you guys are not yet one of our coaching clients, what the heck are you waiting for, honestly? I mean, does it even make sense that you guys wouldn't be part of a coaching program where you get real live coaching, where you get four semi-private coaching calls per month, where you get a private coaching call with a coach per month, 
where you get everything we always talk about, scripts, presentations, uh, you know, pre-qualification, everything you – we have a whole section on social networking and tech development, a whole uh, section on um, centers of influence and past clients, all the everything you'd ever need for your business is included in this coaching program. And, guys, it is affordable for all of you. Why? How? It's only $99 a month. There's no payment for the first 30 days, and every single one of you, no matter what your past financial situation, are already approved. That's right. You're pre-approved for this program. All you got to do is fill out that form that's at the bottom of your mobile device or just go to joinharris.com. Just by completing the form, you will be given those six free books, and you can see the images of them there. You might be uh, listening to us off iTunes, and if you are, and as a lot of you do, just go to joinharris.com. Guys, come on. What are you waiting for? Honestly. I mean, a lot of you are longtime listeners, and you've been listening to us for years, and I assume you're coming back and listening to us because we're helping you. This is nothing compared to what you get in the coaching program. The coaching program is a thousand times more intense, a thousand times more focused on you and what your needs are. Next point, my dear. Okay, so the next point is number seven. Find someone you admire because of their steadfast, low-drama approach and emulate them. They don't have to even be in real estate. People admire Angela or Angela Merkel uh, as well as the new uh, British PM, right? And there's actually a new term out there called Merkelian personality, which means very steadfast even through lots of drama that happens. Nothing really shakes her. So that's just one suggestion, okay? You can figure out who do you admire because they seem very steady, hard to shake, it could be even uh, an, somebody from a movie, a character that you like from something that you read or something that you saw. But emulate that person. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's okay. Point is, keep your drama low. You can almost be guaranteed that the rest of the business will hand you drama. So if you choose not to participate in that, you're going to help slow that drama down. And certainly don't ever be an instigator of it. We've given you lots of uh, ways to manage that. One of the things we talked about was a 30-minute break before returning any crazy voicemail you might have received to calm yourself down and calm them down. So that's perfect. And what do you do about all these things? Well, go through the points, and we have a few more to present on a future show. Go through these and ask yourself, you know, think about what we presented to you. Are you using daily affirmations to remind yourself that you're confident and competent and actually do know what you're doing so that somebody can't create a lot of insecurity in you in 30 seconds that freaks you out? Remember, you can't control your first reaction, but you can control everything past that. How are you handling that? What are you learning from the situation? Are you adopting the it's too soon to tell mantra? So don't just say, hey, that was a cool podcast, you know, made me think about some things. What are you actually going to do about it? And we've given you what to do about it after every point. So back to you, Tim. Hopefully they feel this in their lives. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all about being, you know, keeping the radio show educational, motivational, and the action part, which is always our third focus, that's up to you guys. We can't just reach out through your uh, digital radio and basically grab you guys to the point where you're going to actually take action. So how do you take action? You just seize on one little point. That's all you got to do. Seize on one little thing that you hear on these daily podcasts, one little tiny thing. You could choose the easiest of all the points that we give you and put it in place. Because what's going to happen is, is as you start seeing yourself taking tiny, tiny little actions, you know, it's like coaching. Some of you guys come to the coaching calls and you're like, I want to have a schedule. I want to get these 10 things in place. I want to do all this in a short period of time. You're not going to do it. 
You're not, you're not going to go from having no schedule to a schedule. You're not going to go from making no contacts to 20 contacts a day. I mean, you could, but they're not going to be very good contacts. So the way you basically move forward in life is by taking small little baby steps. And that's what I want you guys – like if you're trying to put a schedule together, you know, and you want to have a schedule that's in the mornings, it's five days of the week, start out by doing half a morning one day a week. And kick that schedule's ass on that particular day. Right. You know, do it. Do what you wrote down that you're going to do when you're going to do it. But just do it like this this Wednesday, right? This Wednesday from 8 o'clock till, say, 10 o'clock, you're going to keep yourself to a schedule. You're going to time block it just for those few hours. That's it. And then you can build on it. And what happens is, as you see, hey, look, I did that on Wednesday. I haven't kept a schedule since I was in high school, and look what I just did. And then it becomes, you know, another day and another day and another day. Well, that's what we're wanting you guys to do with these points. You know, we're trying to – we have to, you know, broadcast to obviously 100,000-plus of you, and all of you guys are coming from different life experiences, and all of you are coming from different – just everything. So each point isn't going to have the same – it's not going to resonate with you at the same level, say, another point. So seize on something that does and put it into action. That tiny, tiny little thing that you get done, you'll feel it. You'll feel that. So I'll suggest you guys, you do what we talked about before. Put yourself into that place of gratitude. Practice that. So important, so critical that we remember that we are in control of our thinking. We do control our thoughts, and what our thoughts become control our lives. It is about that. It starts with that and obviously the skill set to back it up. Anytime we can ever do anything for you guys, it is our pleasure and honor to be your coaches. Email me directly at Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or the lovely Julie Harris at Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Guys, really, anytime, anything we can ever do for you, please allow us to uh, help you in any way. And remember, go back to the list of past coaching calls, uh, I'm sorry, past radio shows at RealEstateCoachingRadio.com. Meantime, have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.